0: Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. 49 to 51, that was the vote. And with that, Chuck Schumer does not get his most radical abortion bill. I call it his, it belongs to the Democratic Party. And yes, I say it's radical and no. I'm not about to apologize for that. I will, however, triple down. Gladly and joyfully. Triple down on the idea that it is radical. And thankful that it was voted down. That Joe Manchin crossed the party lines and said, I'm not going to be any part of this. Which should have been the rational response from the Democratic Party to legislation that absolutely does away with states' rights. The potential overturning of Roe v.ersus Wade, as we have discussed, does not do away with abortion in the United States. It returns it as an issue to the states, and they get to decide. What we know is that this is not what... The political left wants they don't want the states to decide they want the states to do they want the states to fall in line they want the states to do what it is they are told tony katz tony katz today so good to be with you 833 got tony 833-468-8669 First, let's be clear, uh, Chuck Schumer is completely okay with protests in front of justices' homes. Are you, are you comfortable with the protests that we saw outside the homes of Supreme Court justices over the weekend? If c- protests are peaceful, yes. My house is, there's protests three, four times a week outside my house. That's the uh, the American way to peacefully protest is okay. And I've been, that's my wife, sorry. <laughs> Um, maybe there's a protest outside, but so, so as long as they are peaceful, that's, that's okay with me. Good to know, but they're not peaceful because the intent is to intimidate. And we're not talking about an elected official here. And I would also be freaked out by that. I mean, talk about the thing that turns people off about running for office. If you protest at my office, I'm fine with it. At my home, it's it's different. You've got kids, you've got a family, etc. It's different. And as we have seen from the Antifa-esque protests, do they stay not violent? That's usually not the case, now is it? But the concept of them, right from the quick, the concept of them is, of course, to intimidate. That's their purpose. And Chuck Schumer was simply despondent by the idea that this legislation did not get passed. Oh, he just could not, could not believe it. But this legislation was terrible. And I'm thrilled that it didn't happen. I'm thankful that it didn't happen. But we should ask ourselves what it is they were trying to do in the first place. What they were trying to do was say, if we can't have Roe v. Wade, we will pass legislation that allows abortion in all 50 states no matter what. Now, I favor the idea that you would go the legislative route. I'm fine with the legislative route. I prefer the legislative route over the edict of the court creating a law where one does not exist, a right where one does not exist. There is no right to an abortion. Now if you want to argue bodily autonomy, it's an interesting argument, but you aren't just dealing with one body, well that body can't survive without my body. Well, now you want to start making the play that the body that can't survive without your body is some kind of virus. That's a weird play, man. I wish you the best of luck on that. If we really get honest with each other, if we really start discussing, you know, uh, how uh, these, these things, these things can get pretty heavy. And they are worthy of discussion. And you and I may disagree. And the state of Indiana may disagree with the state of Oregon. Why shouldn't they be able to? Why shouldn't they be able to disagree? And whether they allow something or don't allow something. Well, Tony, why don't we decide to let the states to allow or not allow murder? Okay, now show me the state that's going to allow murder. See, some things are just self-evident. Some things are self-explanatory. Murder should be against the law in a liberty society because you cannot take my life and I cannot take yours. We only discuss the idea of taking a life after a crime has been adjudicated and we decide that the crime is heinous enough that that is the remedy that is chosen. And even then we see states doing away with the death penalty. reasoned conversation rational people get us there you know it's not rational the view a conversation that's Some un- but Yes, outlawed. this is an
1: uncomfortable conversation we have to have. At what point does a baby in the womb have rights? Listen, it, it doesn't matter what you think, when you think it is. If I don't think that's, that that's is when that, it is, an, is it but it's a different time. But listen, but time I, don't, listen to, I don't have to tell you. It's none of your business. It's your decision. Yeah. What you do with your body and how your family it, it's works. A really and t- for t- me, I don't care what your religious beliefs are. But It's not even religious but it is this is all debate. based when in does religion. that when we does the put, baby is? both the okay okay, okay wait wait the rob the is freaking, freaking out room. rob is freaking out let Rob mm-hmm. rob's
0: freaking <laughs> out <laughs> rob's freaking out we gotta stop uh, it doesn't matter that's a great line Whoopi. right there in the beginning what point does a baby in the womb have rights it doesn't matter my right supersedes Right of baby. Well, maybe we should find that in an interesting conversation because within that, Whoopi Goldberg is admitting that it's indeed a baby. And then she wants to engage the idea of superiority uh, with her rights being uh, superseding the rights of this child. Other people, uh, they've got a real issue with that. So why, oh why, oh why... Do we want the idea of a federal government mandating upon to us what we can and cannot do? Mandating upon to us uh, that uh, we we can uh, allow on this federal level the usurpation of the state's rights. Because the Schumer legislation would have done away with, for example, partial birth abortion bans in states. But the people voted on that. They voted for, for, for legislators. And they voted for representatives. And they, they they may have gone to the polls to vote for it. And they voted on this stuff. Now the federal government wants to take that away. When the people said, we want a restriction on this. We want to be able to slow this down. There are some things we find unacceptable. Because what we have decided, no matter what be Goldberg thinks, that yes, there comes a moment where the baby has... Ro- Now, some people might believe that's after a first trimester. Some people uh, might believe that is at the moment of conception. Some people will believe at three years old, and you could probably kill a kid before then. Some of these infanticide people are very special. I'm not saying they believe three years old. I am saying they believe that you can kill a child out of the womb. They believe it. Does it matter at that moment? If it doesn't matter... At what point the baby in the womb has rights? Does not matter outside the womb? If you tell me, well, you see, it doesn't matter inside the womb because the child can't survive without the mother, let me tell you a little bit about what I know about being a parent. Just a little bit, right? This may come as a shock uh, to many. I learned that my child cannot survive without uh, a, 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 some adult providing uh, for their care if my child had to survive on their own, my child would be dead. Oh, by the way, so would your child because babies can't survive on their own. They cannot advocate for themselves. So therefore, it takes an adult, what we call the parent, not the birthing person the parent to advocate for them to feed them to recognize their needs and provide for them and the question now Whoopi, is why should that only take place outside of the womb why is that not an in utero conversation if The rights of the baby don't matter. Why can't pregnant women smoke for the love of God? Why can't they do a couple of shots? You know, not good bourbon, but some rot gut. Why not? Would she approve of such a thing? Whoopi's problem is that she's never once been confronted with a conversation that forces her to examine her position. And what I have found in my life is that way too many people don't self-examine their position. Now, I will admit, I'm a freak. I do this all the time. I do this all the time and everywhere. I am always questioning myself. I am always going over things again and again and again and again and again. Because, well, I want to make sure that I'm right. I want to make sure I understand the subject. I understand the thesis. I've worked my way down the line. This brings us to a very unique one-two punch. I shared some of it yesterday. I couldn't believe it when Janet Yellen said it. Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary... stating that abortion is important because it helps the economy.
1: Well, I believe that eliminating the right of women to make decisions about when and whether to have children would have very damaging effects um, on the economy and would set women back decades. Roe v. Wade in access to reproductive health care, including abortion, helped lead to increased labor force participation.
0: You see, if if they can just get rid of those, those, those baby things, they can get back to work and pay their taxes. That's a messed up take. And I will share with you the response from Senator Tim Scott coming up. Remind me to do that. Oh, it's so good. But when I first heard that, I was like, that's a crazy, crazy take. Enter Representative Katie Porter of California, Democrat who I, I thought had something on the ball, not not so much. Listen. Well, I don't think they compare. I think they actually
1: reinforce each other. So, the fact that things like inflation can happen and it can become more expensive to feed your kids and to fuel your car um, is exactly why people need to be able to be in charge of how many mouths they're going to have to feed. So I think the fact that we're seeing this jump in expenses, um, that we're seeing people having to pay more in the grocery store, pay more at the pump, pay more for housing is a reason that people are saying, I need to be able to make my own decisions about when and if to start a family. So I don't think we're going to see them. I don't think it's like about comparing them or contrasting them
0: I think they reinforce for people just how big can we stop the decision to have a family in the main comes before the pregnancy and there are families all across the country that have discussed do not have kids until you can afford it don't have more kids than you can afford my my family uh, my parents had that conversation with me I have already had my, that conversation with my kids. A rational, reasonable conversation. Her argument is that if if you don't have Roe v. Wade, well, someone can't, uh, you know, get pregnant and then decide, oh, I can't afford the baby and have the abortion, you know, and, and that's a good cost savings measure. Abortion as cost savings measure is as gruesome I don't know what's more gruesome, her or or Janet Yellen. But I would tell you, based on just anecdotal evidence, that neither one of these two is representative of women in America. They may be very well uh, representative of progressives in America, but they're not representative of women in America, or at least the women I've run into. I said it was anecdotal. I'm saying that it is. Man, that's gruesome. Gruesome. But when they can't go down the road of just the most ugly comments ever, they go down the road of well, clinically insane. Representative Cory Bush, oh, if you have kids in the car, um enjoy. You know, but, but the, the thing is this
1: opposition to abortion care has never been about a baby's. It's never been about children because if it was, we'd have better resources for when the child is actually born. Um, but so it's never about that. It's just about control. It's about who our government sees as fully human in this country. you know And so it takes me to this uh, to this joy. you know um, there's a reason why we don't see sperm regulation legislation. There's a reason why we don't see mandated vasectomies. You know, the very idea that we would take away men's bodily autonomy, it's outrageous, like it's unfathomable. You know, but truthfully, sperm are busy. It's busy. Who's regulating that? Who's saying something about it? I didn't see the senator say anything about that. Where is that legislation?
0: The the sperm are busy. I... (laughs) this is this is the best they've got when they can't discuss abortion as a cost savings measure or a tax increaser well uh, a tax revenue increaser at least uh, they can go through the old canard of uh forcing men to get vasectomies that's we live in we live in a great time don't we I'm Tony Katz. Okay, I would describe xenogenders as a gender that could not typically be described with terms such as masculinity, femininity, neutrality, androgyny, things like that. It's more... Oh my. This is about to get weird, guys. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's another TikTok video. A young woman, I assume young woman, trying to explain some of the new genders. Oh no, no, lean back more of not how you relate to a particular gender, um, experience, but more of how you relate to things. For example, cake gender. Um, I know a few people who personally use this. Um, it's typically described as them feeling light and fluffy or sweet and warm and it's not something that you could typically describe with the terms masculine, feminine, androgynous, etc. Another example of cake gender would be if someone feels like they have different layers or flavors to their particular gender. That's cake gender. I want you to play that for your children and for your friends, and then can we just put a stop to this? Gender dysphoria is real. Medical condition as listed in the DSM. Cake gender is not. But sometimes I admit I do feel light and fluffy. And uh, uh, I have often been described as warm and and, and sweet and tasty. Too much? Too soon? Can I get a ruling on that? We'll leave it be. This is Tony Katz Today. Find out tonight what the the schedule is for the Colts, and we'll find out exactly um, what the uh, what you know where the games will be played. And not not where, but what networks uh, they'll be on and, and, and times and, and everything else. But here's what we know so far: the home games, or should I start with the away games? Home games or away games? Ari, home games. games Home games, okay, home games. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. That's producer Ari uh, right there. Uh, 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. You have, of course, uh, the standards, the Jaguars, the Texans, and the Titans. Then you'll have the Chiefs, the Commanders, the Eagles, the Chargers, and the Steelers. Which you could argue that's not bad. It's not bad. The away games are, of course, the Jaguars, the Texans, and the Titans, AFC South. And then you have the Vikings, the Cowboys, the Giants, the Patriots, the Raiders, and the Broncos. And I, I compared to the away games, the home games suck. That's my take. Because you'd still want to see the Patriots. You, you, the, the Giants, the Cowboys, that's always fun stuff. I don't know'm I'm, I'm not that interested in going up against the chargers uh and uh and the and the commanders who I w- will refer to as the DC commies from from now until the end of time <laughs> I, I I don't I mean I, I'm I, by the way, this whole schedule it's a tough schedule. I don't think that's an easy schedule, do you pretty sorry?
1: All I know is that the Colts are going to be in this situation where they need to win the last game to make the playoffs. I don't care who they're playing. That's what's going to happen. Mark my words.
0: Yeah, but you, so you don't think that Matty Ice, you don't think Matt Ryan can do it? The Colts are the Colts every year. It always comes down to the last game. Can they win to get in? They, they, it, it doesn't matter who's the quarterback. If they had won to get in, Carson Wentz is still in Indianapolis. And we'd be talking about the same thing. For the, It doesn't matter. It's so, no, Carson – I forgot Carson Wentz is playing for the Commanders. He's going to have to come back here. He is not going to get a warm reception. Why not? He, I, I mean, people, the Indianapolis fans don't love him that much. Uh, so I have a theory. I have a theory that I think that the fans are looking more at Reich on that than Carson Wentz. No. My, my theory, go, go, go with me on this. I could be wrong. I could always be wrong. My theory is that the last couple of games of the season, was the last two or last three, uh, were, were completely embarrassing. Losing to the Jacksonville Jaguars is something that it's clear that Jim Irsay is never, ever going to get over. Ever. But he got talked into Carson Wentz by Frank Reich. Carson Wentz didn't deliver, but the team didn't deliver, may I add. And that's a Frank Reich issue. I think if Reich does not come out with a with a winning season this year, people will call for him to be gone. Very possible. So I don't, I don't, I, I don't know if they're going to be like, "Hey Carson, we miss you." I think it's more like, "Hey Carson." No, hope, he's hope, he's getting hope booed. You having fun? You think he's getting booed? I he's getting booed. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe yes. Maybe no. Uh, we'll, we'll find out soon enough, cause, but we just don't know when that game is getting played. We won't know the the weeks and the opponents until uh, tonight. So I'll have it for you tomorrow. We were told, without question, that the federal government is not spending thirty million dollars on crack pipes. Look, just going back a little bit in history, we were told, people, we 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 were uh, we were told. That this was just not the case whatsoever. No, the federal government is not spending 30 million dollars on crack pipes. Remember, there were going to be these safe smoking kits, and these safe smoking kits supposedly had a, uh, a, a pipe in them. And they were all, oh, we're not distributing crack pipes. What's ridiculous? We just want to make sure that people aren't spreading diseases. OK. OK. Washington Free Beacon with uh, the exclusive. Yes, safe smoking kits include free crack pipes. We know because we got them. Five cities, five free crack pipes, and uh, they've got it. Boston, Washington, D.C., Baltimore, Richmond, which will be Virginia, and New York City. That crack pipes are indeed being distributed in safe smoking kits up and down the East Coast. Raising questions as the Free Beacon writes it about the Biden administration's assertion that its multi-million dollar harm reduction grant program wouldn't funnel taxpayer dollars to drug paraphernalia. Now, I'm looking at the photos. If you go to FreeBeacon.com, Producer Ari, you'll see it. I, I must admit, I've never seen crack. I've never, I've never done crack. Producer Ari, you've done a fair amount of crack. I've never done crack. I've never Acor- seen it either. According to sources, you've done a fair amount of crack. Who are your sources? Well, uh people who talk. Uh and and so I'm asking you right now if you were to take a look at these kits right here with the alcohol prep pads and uh, that that one has some tin foil and I I don't know what those plasticky rubbery things are right there. But um you, you see those glass tubes with like the bowl shaped thing at the end? Yeah. Yeah. I think those are crack pipes. Uh I mean It looks like one, but also
1: I I, want to preface, I'm not an expert. It just looks like what I've seen on TV.
0: Okay, right, right. Well, based on what I've seen on TV and in your briefcase and in your office, uh, those are crack pipes. And now let uh, the Biden administration, let the Washington Post that wrote about this and everybody else, let let them explain what it is that's going on. I wonder, now that this has been broken, whether or not the CNNs and the MSNBCs of the world will even discuss such a thing. Do they ever go back and say, huh, oh, we got that one wrong. Huh, I guess the administration did lie to us. Ever? Do they ever? Do they ever, 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 ever do that? Because they should. Because they need to. Because taxpayer dollars taxpayer dollars are going to something that maybe we don't want taxpayer dollars going to. It's important to recognize when people are lying to you, and it's important to make sure that they are held to account for the lies that they tell. Now, there is also the idea of holding people accountable for the horror that they put into the world, and I shared with you what Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said regarding the economy and abortion.
1: Well, I believe that eliminating the right of women to make decisions about when and whether to have children would have very damaging effects um, on the economy and would set women back decades. Roe v. Wade and access to reproductive health care, including abortion, helped lead to increased labor force participation.
0: The idea that people should be able to have abortions because it gets them back into the workforce faster. It's really ugly. Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina. You know Senator Tim Scott. And in case you don't know, uh, it's important just for the context of what he's discussing here. A black man has my reaction and even more personal and emotional attachment to it. Listen.
2: Thank you for being here this morning. Uh, uh, some of your comments in response to Bob's question I found troubling. And I, I, just from a clarity's sake, did you say that ending the life of a child is good for the labor force participation rate? Giving someone the access, let me just quote what you said, that ultimately increasing access to abortion Uh, and reproductive health care allows for our labor force participation rate to continue to increase, that denying women access to abortion increases their odds of living in poverty or need for public assistance. As a guy who was raised by a single mom who worked long hours to keep us out of poverty, I I think people can disagree on the issue of being pro-life or, or, or pro-abortion, but in the end I think framing it in the context of labor force participation is, it just feels calloused to me. I, I think uh, finding a way to have a debate around abortion in a, a, in a meeting for the economic stability of our country is harsh. Uh, and. I'm just surprised that we find ways to weave into every facet of our lives. such such an important and painful reality for so many people to make it sound like it's just another 0.4% added to our labor force participation as a result of the issue of abortion just to me. Seems harsh. Well,
1: I I certainly don't mean to um, say what I think the effects are in a manner that's
0: harsh. Well, you just said people who have abortions can get back to work faster. So if we uh, have people just having babies everywhere, it really hurts the economy. It's not harsh. It's ghoulish. It's, It's obscene. It's... It's it's disgusting. It's it's e- it's evil, is what it is. It's evil. It's evil and it's wrong. And I liked how Senator Scott uh, broke that down. And even as she tries to answer, he he continues with the, you really don't even know what you said, did you?
1: What we're talking about is um, whether or not women will have the ability um, to regulate their reproductive um, situation in ways that will enable them to plan lives that are fulfilling and satisfying for them. And one aspect of a satisfying life is being able to feel that you have the financial resources to raise a child, that the children you bring into the world are wanted and that you have the ability to take care of them in many cases um, abortions are of teenage women um, particularly low income and often black who um, aren't in a position to be able to care for children have um, unexpected pregnancies and it deprives them of the ability often to continue their education to later participate in the workforce so there there is a spillover into labor force participation yeah. but and uh it means that children will grow up in poverty yeah. and do do worse themselves thank and you let me is, let me just this, this is, my is, time I'm to this I, is I, the truth i'll
2: just simply say that as a guy raised by a black woman in abject poverty i'm thankful to be here as united states senator
0: damn Damn, her argument is it's just gonna be very bad for them, and then it's gonna continue the cycle, so you know blip, blip, just gotta just gotta get it out it's ghoulish, it's ghoulish, and that it is it is said with such earnestness, I think is what makes it more um. I think it's what makes it more ugly, makes it more offensive, makes it more how, how how could you think such a thing? And it it really does, for so many people, this is the, I'm going to say it this way, and I think you know where I'm at, Uh, this is the difference between us and them. Yeah. I don't, I don't, and, and at that moment, I mean, I feel bad in, in engaging in a conversation like this as an us and them, but if you see the, the 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 abortion as a, well, it's a way to build the economy, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I discuss the fact that I'm a capitalist, but damn, then again, that's not capitalism. That's anything but. Senator Scott's comments here are unbelievably important. His first comments and then that last line. And I think that one of the things that that the pro-choice left, the pro-abortionist left, really is what we're talking about here, has started to realize not only have they most probably lost the debate legally, although I don't know what John Roberts will do. I don't know what else may happen. You don't know the decision until you know the decision. They've lost the debate culturally. And this is floundering. It took 49 years of a persistent pro-life movement, but the left has lost the debate culturally. America is just not buying into this. I'm Tony Katz.